um, starting a brand and running a global company, um, those are two different things. Um, even like just like starting a brand versus creating a new and inventive product, starting a brand versus like building a team of people around you that support and help you run your business, um, building a brand versus just building a company, a community of like-minded people where it just kind of grows itself or you create a product that grows itself. It's like good bacteria versus bad bacteria. Maybe that's not a good analogy. It's like... Like when a seed is planted, good or bad, quote unquote, good or bad, that shit is going to grow as long as the environment is suitable. As long as there is room for it, a space for that. A wound to heal or a wound to infect then it's going to infect or it's going to heal uh, it's one or the other or I guess something could just stay stagnant um, and I think we all know what happens in in those situations too. I realized recently I speak in poems. <laughs> um I speak in poems, I write in poems, I text in poems. And I had met some people a few weeks ago who were talking to me about the Bible. And it just in many ways to me seems like a book of poems. Or just people sharing their stories, sharing what they've seen, sharing what they know. A collection of people sharing what they feel and what they believe 
sounds like Instagram. <laughs> um, blockchain. <laughs> like the goal is to uh, coexist uh, sustainably with technology Um, so to not be overrun by it but not to like abuse it Um, but to know how to use technology for good to not live in technology but to just use technology um It was blurry for me for a few years because um, for a while there was a real life separation of myself. So before there was a digital separation of my two selves, (laughs) there was a real life one. And so I was in school full time. But on the weekends, I would be at, like, sex workshops, like, learning how to spank people. (laughs) And, like, you know, sitting and having coffee with sex therapists and stuff and volunteering in the AIDS community. And, um... Yeah, and my friends knew, but, you know, it was like, they thought it was cool that I was passionate about this area, this topic, and um, it was fun. It was a time of all of us exploring what we were passionate about, what we wanted to, what kind of change we wanted to see in the world, and what part we wanted to play in that. And so, um, Mickey was always sex girl. (laughs) Not always. She kind of became that slowly. Um, and yeah, and then I would go to the, these conferences and I would be just the best version of myself. I would be talking to people and asking questions and walking around in heels with my afro and like dancing and taking nude pictures in public with the strangers and like just having a ball and um I loved that version of myself and I liked you know normal me too but you know I was like how can I just make a career out of me being cool me because I like cool me a lot better and um before I kind of was even cognizant of this online me started to emerge where it was ah it was cool me 
but one that I could um, manicure. Not even manicure, but it was, I mean, it was also a diary that I eventually wanted to always create a brand out of, not knowing what kind of business model I would ever have. Like, this is like way before sex talk. I just, at first I just wanted to be a writer. And so I was pitching articles to all kinds of different publications and like none were really getting through. Um, And so I kind of stuck to partnering with sexual wellness brands because I was wanting to talk about sex and dating and relationships. So it worked out and it was fun, but obviously I'm not making much. I'm just a writer and I'm still hustling in Atlanta at the time. So I think I skipped, well, um. Going back, going to conferences in college, leaving college, hustling, hustling, because I didn't get, I applied to 200 jobs after graduating college and didn't get a single one. (laughs) I only remembered this because I was telling this to the guy, I was sitting next to a pilot on my flight back to Atlanta, this last one, and... I was telling him like, yeah, you know, I at one point I wanted to be a pilot and I don't know, we talked like half the flight and um I told him this and I remembered it like one of those memories that you shelf and I was like, Oh yeah, that did happen. I literally applied to hella jobs. I think I only got interviewed like twice and didn't get a single one and so I spent the next year in like the lowest era of my life. I think I'll have to do another podcast episode on that because that is it's in some ways still an open wound that like that's the one that I've been healing this entire time like it was in that year after I graduated college um but then a year after I moved back to Atlanta to work at a nine to five and then was still hustling on the side so was still trying to work with sexual wellness brands Um, still writing and blogging and so then it became very apparent that I I have two me's like the god my full-time job at the time this is for reference I graduated in 2018 after summer classes and then I a year later yeah this is 2019 like summer fallish and I had also spent that last year still building my online self but being away from the city and then just just using what I like just blogging really doing a lot of I kind of perfected my writing in that time because I didn't really have the best love life at that time so (laughs) so then yeah a year later my full-time job the people that I worked with nine to five every single day they only knew me by my government name which is Makia 
or Kia if you're in my family or my Kia which is the actual pronunciation um, they knew her normal me <laughs> and then um, everybody else knew cool me knew Mickey and like if you didn't know Mickey then it was like who are you? I'm just kidding. Um, but as in like, not everyone knew me, but as in like the people that knew me knew Mickey. Um, which is the person that like, which was my higher self when I created Mickey. But then Mickey got mixed in with the wrong things and the wrong people, I think, over the years. But that's probably another episode for another time as well. Um... Yeah. So that was what led to um, a bit of a existential crisis or like mental breakdown kind of little sort of little, you know, breakdown thingy, my job thingy, my booby. Um, <laughs> because I was working nine to five. I was hating my job. First of all, I was like, oh, nah, like something happened my second week there where it was a small company like there's only like 20 of us it was a marketing agency my second week there one of the vps of the company literally like stole one of my ideas and like my boss knew because i told him the idea as well and so i had to like go like stand up for myself via slack it was so weird like i'm like this brand new intern basically coming in i'm having to like fight against one of the vps of the company and like that set the tone i was like yeah no i cannot stay like this i this is not the life for me (laughs) um and so i began plotting my escape at that point (laughs) and so i lasted about three months because I had intended to stay longer, but I, you know, at three months, you get to take time off. And so I told them I'm taking off this weekend. I had, well, I didn't, I didn't tell them why. I told them I was going out of town, I think, to see my sister. But really, I was going to a sex conference. (laughs) So... Um, because I was, I had partnered with this sex conference and I had been doing social media for them for like the previous three months, like the whole three months I had been working for them on the side as well. So I was hustling, like I was hustling, I was working nine to five and I was doing like Uber Eats and I was doing social media and web design for people. Like, and so by the time I got to the sex conference, this was three months straight of me hustling like nonstop. I reached a breaking point because I I was having a great time. And this was the I think this was my third year at the conference and this was the first year that it felt healing for me. There was this healing space. And I sat with this woman named Serenity. Hi Serenity, if you're listening to this. You already know this day changed my life. We had talked for like over an hour, I'm pretty sure. And I just, you know, like poured it all out onto her. And I'm like, 
I'm what what the heck like here I am at this 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 conference I'm having the time of my life I feel like I'm the best version of myself like if I I wish I could do this all day long every day and and but it's not my reality like I have to go back to work on Monday and like and she was like you already know what you what you want to do and I was, and and then I just, I'm pretty sure I just like burst into tears. Um, and I decided from there that I was gonna go ahead and quit my nine to five. So I be bopped in there on Monday <laughs> because I had told them I was taking off, and they were hitting me up all week, and that's that's why I was like reaching my breaking point because I was like yo I'm supposed to be here at this conference I, I took off and they're still hitting me up asking me about this this and that and I'm like I told you that I'm off um but corporate world I guess doesn't work like that <laughs> and so um I was like nah you know because the conference was like all day and night and I was walking around in heels all day and I'm not gonna go back to my apartment and like work on this freaking spreadsheet for you no I'm trying to go watch people get spanked and stuff like no (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so I put in my two weeks. They let me go like that Wednesday. <laughs> I had enough money saved up for like three months. And I was like, bet this is plenty of time. I can totally get myself back on my feet in three months. Three months come by, ran out of money. It's gone. Don't know where it went. <laughs> um, Okay, sorry, I had to, like, silence my creature, dog, cat, whatever she is. I'm kidding. My dog, my sweet shih tzu, Zoe. Um, silence. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't know where it went. And then I kind of reached another low of my life. It wasn't too bad. But it was um, this, I had quit, I think, in September. So by like January, um, I was out of money. And then um, February, I had to ask my parents for for money, which was the most terrible feeling I've ever experienced. Um, Like, like a large sum of money, like. I need I cannot pay my rent um I felt like a total failure and then March COVID hit yay (laughs) and then um I was back and forth between Atlanta and Jacksonville because Atlanta was shutting down. Jacksonville had beaches where my parents were at the time. So I was just at the beach all day, every day. I think a lot of my healing started there. Um, I'm introverted. So initial COVID days were like a breeze for me. Like I didn't start to get lonely until like, uh, like 2021. (laughs) Um, 
And so I went inward, you know, um, a lot. And I went back to Atlanta in April and I started doing Uber Eats because where my parents lived, I would <clears throat> walk to Ponte Vedra, Ponte Vedra Beach. I still don't even know how to say that place. Um, I would walk to the richer side of Jacksonville uh, and go lay on the beach over by the mansions. <laughs> Met some interesting people and um, most of all was inspired because I, I knew that like that was a life that I wanted. I wanted to have a beach house one day. I was like, the world is shut down. I was really at the beach <clears throat> in March and I'm like, the world is shut down and I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like I'm on a beach and there's nobody here. I have, I'm literally dancing. I, like I can, what? I'm dancing on the beach by myself, hi. Come on now. Like I was like, life was good, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> But I knew that it was short-lived, and I was like, well, this beach house isn't mine. And um, so then I began plotting how to make a beach house mine. And I said, well, first I need beach house money. <laughs> Let's go backwards. All the way down to what I can do now to be the best version of myself and share my story because these things are important to me. So I was journaling heavily at the time. I've always off and on kept a journal, but definitely in 2020 and all that, I was keeping a journal. That journal is gonna be worth a lot of money one day, just so you know. And um, So I went back to Atlanta and I started doing Uber Eats and Postmates. Um, I had to finish out my lease, had to get the money somehow, you know, even if I was going to move back in with my parents, I had to, I had to hustle. And then I was like, oh wait, like I'm actually making some good money, you know, and um, then I was actually back afloat. So my lease was due to end, I think, in like July. And so I was like actually finally back afloat by, by May, June. And I wanted to extend my lease, but I just didn't really um, have, a, have a way to do that. And also Uber Eats was getting a little bit exhausting. And so then you can check out my article on Spectrum Boutique to read that full story of the night that I came up with Sex Talk. And then that's when my life really changed. It all came together for me because when I was hustling, one of the things that I was really fascinated with, because for years I've always been researching like ways to make money online. And so I, like blogging was more of like my creative outlet. 
like I never once did a sponsored post or like a hashtag ad or I think one time I partnered with a pad company and I didn't get any money from it I just liked the I wanted the, some free pads and tampons and stuff so um and I wanted to try out the brand uh but no never posed with a vibrator never uh none of that I, I've just really mostly just been sharing my story and um trying to heal myself by through writing so I write every day and over the years some days I've chosen to share what I write with others and I enjoy doing that I enjoy the momentum that I've had over the years and the people that I've connected with because of how much I've shared but at the same time I was naive and that I didn't realize just how many people had access to me and just how many people were watching me I just didn't really think about it and um and honestly I'm that way in real life too (laughs) like I've kind of always it's not that I don't care what people think of me. It's just that, like, I don't let that be the thing that stops me. People thinking negative things about me. Because I know that's always going to be a thing. Like, especially if you don't know me, you've never talked to me, then, like, yeah, you're going to assume whatever. But that... It's not something that I, up until recently, have spent a whole lot of time thinking about. And I have recently because I feel like I've had to. Um, But, yeah, I have had to. (laughs) Um, I have to watch what I say. what's crazy is like what I already say is already so filtered um not filtered because I like writing I like playing around with words and sentences and like making like you know my lesson sound poetic and my poem sound like a lesson and I don't know it's like I like that but I feel like I have to um, make it. I've in the past I felt like I'm <sighs> I'm exhausting myself. Um, hmm. 